0: Welcome back to J-Rock Therapy, I'm glad you joined me. Well, I often have clients ask about the practice of mindfulness, meditation. What does it mean to be mindful? And what does it mean to actually live and be in the moment? Well, I'm glad you asked as well. So, a few years ago, one of my colleagues in the industry, her name is Jennifer Gray, she's a fellow therapist in the Austin area. She put on a group, um, and it was a mindfulness group, and one of the things that she used in her advertisement for it was, are you mindful or is your mind full? Are you mindful or is your mind full? So if your mind is full, what is it full of? What consumes most of your thoughts throughout the day? Mindfulness, from my perspective, is the practice and art of living and being in the moment at the moment. Not a moment before it, not a moment after it when we get distracted and we lose our mindful intention we're either living so far in the past that we're thinking about what should have could have done or should have could have been or should have could have happened or we're so far in the future that we're thinking about what is to come sometimes when we're in the future we're also catastrophizing if you've ever worked with me or know me you know that's one of my favorite pop psychology words. I guess it's not really pop psychology, but maybe if I keep saying it will become popular psychology. Catastrophizing is when we take one incident or one episode or one scenario and we sit and we ruminate and we wonder and that wonder becomes worry and that worry becomes fixation and that fixation becomes vigilance and that vigilance becomes hyper vigilance. And now we're in a heightened, hypervigilant state wondering and worrying and fixating about what is next what's happening tomorrow and what's ahead of us and in that process not only do do we begin to wonder and worry and fixate and ruminate we also begin to create catastrophes whether they're micro or macro about what could happen from one scenario you know if i don't make this call My manager or my colleagues or my partners are going to look down on me and think I'm not responsible and think I'm not a good business partner or think I'm not a good employee. And if they think I'm not a good employee, they're going to tell somebody. And if they tell somebody, then I'm going to get an email or a phone call. And then I might lose my job. And if I lose my job, I might lose my house. And if I lose my house, I might lose my career and my reputation catastrophizing I could go on and on with the scenario but there's lots of ways throughout our day that we catastrophize whether it be with our own physical health with our economic wellness and empowerment with our social relationships where we sit around and we make up stories about what could happen and we use that imagine imagination imagination we use that to create imagery around something that may or may not ever happen and I really do believe that it's energy that could be better spent or differently spent I was recently reading um, some geological studies, because yeah, I like to do that kind of thing in my free time. And it was talking about how in science and in quantum physics, energy can either be destroyed or created. So energy, your energy to catastrophize, or to worry or dream up ideas and scenarios about what could go wrong in your world, in your life, or the world around you, is energy that really can't be destroyed or created. So if somebody tells you to just get over it or just let it go, please tell them that J-Rock said, energy can neither neither be destroyed or created. (laughs) Okay, don't tell him I said that, that might be annoying. But please remember that energy can't be destroyed or created, which means that it has to shift. So as you're watching this today, you have to ask yourself, am I willing to make the energy shift? And when I shift my energy, I will shift what I'm focusing on. When I shift what I'm focusing on, I'll, I'll shift what I'm thinking about. When I shift what I'm thinking about, I'll shift all of my systems, You know, my central nervous system, my neurological system, my cardiovascular system, my respiratory system, my digestive system. That's why a lot of times when we're under a lot of unnecessary or prolonged stress, we'll begin to have digestive issues or um, uh, you know, issues with the release of waste because all of our systems are working together in tandem, just like the solar system. It's all together in tandem. So when we are practicing the art of being mindful, instead of just having our mind full, we're in the moment, not a second behind us, not a second ahead of us, but all that matters in this moment. Like if you're watching this at 10 o'clock, all that matters right now is 10 a.m. And all that will matter at 10.01 is 10.01. And all that will matter at 10.30 is 10.30. So being in the moment, and it's it's really gathering the mind together so that you can, you can become whole. It's integrating all these different thoughts and emotions and feelings and parts of ourselves, which is the goal of therapy is self-integration to become whole, because we all have parts. You know, sometimes when you're in a conversation with someone, you say, well, a part of me wants to do this, a part of me wants to do that. Well, the goal of, of, of effective therapeutic work is to take those parts of yourself to become whole. So in the practice of mindfulness, the brain has incredible neuroplasticity just like any other muscle in your body and the more that you work it out and the more that you work with this brain the more that you will increase your neuroplasticity you'll increase your outcomes and you know you'll increase it not only increase but improve your health outcomes as it relates to your physical and medical health and as it relates to your mental health so mindfulness is being present in the moment when you're talking to a person you're not thinking about what you're going to say next you're not thinking about how you could reply or respond you're not thinking about how you could win the argument because if you win you both really lose because the goal is connection not conflict right i say that a lot um and so the goal is to connect in every moment to be present in that moment and When you practice it, over time, new grooves begin to develop in your brain. You have all these grooves in your brain. If you pull up an image of a human brain after you finish watching this, you'll see all those pathways. And so what you want to do is start to practice the art of lighting up new neural networks and making new neurological connections uh, through the repetition of changing your thoughts and through the repetition of mindfulness and the practice of mindfulness. On the other side of catastrophizing, which is absolutely a a fear-based activity, and it's also one of the cognitive distortions. There's ten dot cognitive distortions, and I'll tell them, tell, tell, uh, tell you about them in one of my future YouTube videos, perhaps, or you can check them out in the, um, my workbook um, that'll be released a little bit later this year. But in the cognitive distortions, um, one of them is all-or-nothing thinking. Everything is all great, or it's all horrible. I love him all the way, or he's, he, you know, he's either he's either majestic or he's a monster. Um, I'm either completely a sinner or completely a saint. I'm either perfect or I'm I'm de- or I'm de- you know destined for like failure. It's like these extremes that we tend to think in, and so when we come out of that extreme thinking, we become more moderate and more consistent and more stable in our thinking because we don't want to have you know two minds about things. If we're, if we're having two minds about things and we're back and forth, then we're going to be unstable. But if we have a single mind, we get fixate, we get fixed and steady and stable then we will have stability not only in our external life, for the most part, but our internal life and our internal wellness. So the other cognitive distortion that I was mentioning is the catastrophizing, that's a fear-based activity. Remember that everything that happens in this world, every action that you take, every reaction that you make, every response that you have, is all either from a place of fear or love. And so for everything that you do in your day, ask yourself and check in and become mindful, not mindless, Am I doing this from a space of fear or love? Am I responding to this text from a space of fear or love? Am I setting this boundary because I want to be fearful and I have to protect myself and preserve myself so I can't be taken advantage of? Or am I doing this from a loving space saying, you know what, I want to manage my reaction and I want to love you differently or love you better or relate to you differently. So I'm setting the boundary for myself not to teach someone a lesson. So everything that we do, again... It's either coming from this place of mindfulness where we're aware of it, but either fear or love. Those are the two biggest forces on the entire planet and the entire universe and the entire galaxy. So ask yourself today, what's sourcing what I'm doing you? Even if I begin to practice mindfulness or practice meditation or begin to pray or whatever it is, am I doing it because of fear or love? Am I doing it because of fear and scarcity? What will happen if I don't do this? Or am I doing it from an abundant place of love? What will happen when I do this? And when I make it not just an event, but rather a lifestyle. So that's my uh, short tutorial on mindfulness and mindful living. And if you're mindful or is your mind full, or are you being mindless and just going through life, just on autopilot, just relying on those old neural networks and never creating new neural pathways and expanding and growing um, the person that you are. Um, feel free to like, comment or share. Um, you can also contact me on my psychology today page Jrock therapy you can look for more of my updates through my podcast on iTunes Spotify or any streaming service uh, and you can look for me um, doing um, media correspondence on NPR radio or CBS um, or you can not look for me <laughs> it's no pressure in either way basically <laughs> my only agenda for you would be that you become the very best version of yourself that you Uh, begin to live in a way that expresses your highest potential, whether that is following my work or not. So I'm not a salesperson. I have nothing to hawk off on you. It's just ideas and information for you to consider. Um, And so again, may you live in your highest um, version of yourself. May you tap into that pure potential that's inside of all of us and that divine potential that rests inside of all of us.